Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today we are going to be having the current mood combo all about friendship. It's something we totally have not dived into yet. And it feels per usual always has to do with something that's kind of on my mind, something I'm going through personally. And I've just had so many thoughts about friendship over the past few weeks. And I realized that we've never talked about it. And I do get some emails from you guys about it. So I'm also going to answer some that relate to the current mood convo in our send moods section. If you guys ever want advice, all you have to do is email mood with Lauren Elizabeth at gmail.com. And I pick like two at least once a month when I do a solo episode and I give you guys some unsolicited advice. Also, before we jump into, I wanted to let you guys know that I am back on track with the at mood with Lauren Elizabeth Instagram account. I just love finding inspirational quotes. I love taking quotes from this podcast and I just figured it would be another good little hub of mood boosting content for you guys. I know it's so easy to kind of go on social media and feel really, really bad. So I figured this would be a really good follow for you guys to just give you a little bit of positivity on your feed as well. And also it just brings us together closer as a community. So I have been posting more regularly ever since my last episode and you guys are really loving it so far. I love seeing you guys tag me and at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth in your stories. So it's like a beautiful double whammy. And also if you didn't know, I know a lot of podcasts have Uh, private Facebook groups. And I actually have always had a private Facebook group. So if you're just kind of an OG podcast listener, and maybe not necessarily familiar with all my other stuff, I actually do have a Facebook group. And it's really great. We have over 14,000 members. It's private, it's girls only. And it's just a place where everyone really shares advice, tips and tricks. It could be anything from like female advice, dating advice, school advice, friend advice, like anything like that. And then all the way to like fashion, beauty, Brazilian waxes, curling irons, hoodies, like everything we all know and love. So since we are on the topic of friendship, I know a lot of girls make friends through the group. I've been doing a better job monitoring it as well, just because it did grow over quarantine. It was popping and we had to reel it in a little bit, but it is an amazing group. So many girls love it. I will put it on the Mood with Lauren Elizabeth stories for you guys so we can get some little moodies in that group as well. Okay, now we can jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. 
sorry, I always forget to do that kind of stuff at the beginning of an episode. And then I look at my iPad after and I'm like, crap, I forgot to tell them to follow the Instagram and do all the boring stuff. But it's not boring because then you have more mood content and who doesn't want that? Oh, and I also just want to just say really quick. Sorry, it's a solo episode. You're gonna have to deal with me on this one. I literally did this podcast in my sleep last night. So if I sound like a little out of sorts or something, it's because I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning, could not fall back asleep, and finally just started working at 5 a.m. And I do not do that. Like, I just, I don't. I'm not glorifying it. I'm like, why did I decide to get like a week's worth of work done in one day? But I literally, I don't know if anyone has stress dreams like this. I recorded this entire podcast in my sleep. Like, I was like half awake, like practicing doing this podcast. So bizarre. Anyway, I've clearly had my best mood pre planned for a little bit even in my sleep and it was going to be a mood booster just because it was genuinely something that boosted my mood so much but then I realized it was so big it might as well be the best mood and that mood is feeling vulnerable vulnerability it's something we're going to talk about with friendships as well but it definitely has been something with my friendships in the past week especially I just found myself really just kind of being like screw it I want to be vulnerable with my girlfriends I feel like it's like that thing of you know, like always quote unquote, check on your strong friend. I just felt like I needed to check on my friends more and I wanted to be checked on as well. And I always believe that friendships are two way street. So it was kind of this like combination of just saying like, hey, how are you? And then when someone would ask me how I am, just like being really open and vulnerable and really having these real vulnerable conversations and leaning on my friends instead of just being the one that gives advice. I actually finally kind of just like let my guard down and was like, this is how I'm really feeling. And instead of it making me feel weak or silly, like it actually built me back up. It was one so nice to just get these feelings off my chest to like appear like a girlfriend and not just like my mom or my therapist. And then instead of them being like, oh, that sucks. It was like, oh, like here's what you should do. And here's what I think. Like it was actually a really empowering experience and it really turned into a best mood because it just felt so good to be vulnerable and to just be even more real and not just be the friend that gives really good advice and can just help you with all of your problems and then pretend she doesn't have any herself. And it's like, I'm not that person who pretends like everything's perfect. It's more like I'm really good at self-deprecating humor and just being like, oh yeah, no, it's like, it's fine. I'm fine. Like whatever, haha, the usual. And just kind of like dealing with my shit on my own. It's just like a weird coping mechanism that I've always had since like a young age, but then I'm always like really, really there for my friends. So it was really nice being vulnerable and just kind of being the one that needed a little extra love from my girlfriends. And then my worst mood was honestly just tired. Like I slept for so long on Sunday. I literally was exhausted on Saturday and it's just like, I do not glorify being exhausted. Like I hated it. Like I hated how tired I was. Like to the point where it's like the classic 2020. Oh my God, do I have COVID? I was just like, what is wrong with me? I'm so tired. And I got even more tired to the point where I like missed hanging out with a friend, which was like the worst way to like end the week on Sunday after having such a good like friendship week too. But when you're going through so much growth and there's like, I don't know, it's just we'll get more into it, like I said, but it's kind of like everything's under a microscope and all you can do is really work on yourself and your relationships and you're kind of stuck inside and just everything feels like so heightened. And so when you're more vulnerable and you're kind of trying harder at different aspects of your life, for me personally, I get really, really tired. I just think I have a small emotional energy bandwidth, if that makes sense. Like I need a lot of time to recharge and kind of like recuperate. So honestly, my worst mood is not the worst ever because 
because sometimes being tired is nice. You just get to be lazy and you have to listen to your body. And I'm very much someone that loves listening to my body because I'm kind of a sloth. Not the worst mood ever. Totally manageable. I think as long as you listen to your body, then you don't get like that kind of extra anxiety and getting extra, extra worn down. So it's nice to kind of nip those worst moods in the bud. Bud? Bud? what I don't know now let's jump into some mood boosters you guys know a personal mood booster of mine is always 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 article it is my absolute favorite place to shop for furniture every single room in my house has something from article and I'm not mad about it your home tells your story mine tells the story of a girl that only likes neutral colors love a well curated space article is here with pieces that help you showcase your personal style with designs crafted from solid woods touchable textures and a refined color palette articles latest Collection makes it easy to curate a space that feels uniquely like you. I get so excited when they release new collections. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. So Article's team of designers focus on beautifully crafted pieces, quality material, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of a mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian design. They have fair prices, you guys. You save up to 30% over traditional retail price. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. So there's no showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. So you guys will be incredibly impressed with the quality of this stuff because it doesn't have that markup, but it still is that amazing, amazing quality. They have fast and affordable shipping available across the USA and Canada and is free on orders over $999. All in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less, and they have a 30-day return policy with simple returns and exchanges. Everyone always asks me, where certain pieces are from in my place on Instagram and I'm always like article hello and I have a special offer for you guys so come on guys keep up let's get with it article is offering my listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more go to article.com slash mood and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout that's article.com slash mood to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more okay so for mood boosters this week I wanted to mention to you guys another book that I've been loving because it's super, super simple. I know we've talked about the magic. I know we've talked about the book, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Both of those are amazing, but obviously require a little bit more time. And I picked up The Daily Stoic back when I picked up those other books. And I just didn't really know a lot about stoicism. And I'd always heard like you know skinny confidential talk about it and just other people talk about it and I finally grabbed it the last time I was out I read obviously like the introduction just kind of like the brief 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 history it's basically quotes from stoicism from back in the day and then Ryan Holiday gives it kind of like a current and um, more understandable and digestible relating it to modern culture and modern day and kind of takes that and just expands on it and so it's these really short like a paragraph and a half these like little meditations just thought provokers just little like almost inspirational quotes that kind of really do relate to almost every aspect of life and so I started it on the day because there's one for each day and I started it just on the actual day that it is so I didn't start from the beginning of the book and it's really cool like so far every time I open up a new page like on each day I'm like oh wow like that relates to this thing that's going on or how crazy that it is on this day so part of me is like oh my gosh is it like aligning with my days like what if I started from the beginning of the book but that's just me being crazy but I really do do like it it's super easy it's super digestible super quick so if you're looking for more of like a quick fix of a mood booster I definitely recommend getting this book and if you want to take it the extra mile there's definitely a daily journal that is 
available through somewhere that is sold but also you can just use it as like journal prompts for yourself or just like kind of take that you know five minutes in your morning read it reflect on it really quick and then get on your phone get on with your modern day but I really really do like this book it's just something that's super super simple and easy my next mood booster kind of like I mentioned in best and worst mood is recharging I talked about this on Instagram kind of in combination with the vulnerability of it all and it just really made a difference for me really putting my phone down over the weekend and really just having those in-person conversations, letting them make me a little bit emotionally exhausted and then not really picking up my phone and just kind of like genuinely recharging. Sometimes I just really, really need it. And the reason it's a mood booster is because when you come back, you are so much more refreshed. There is no way in hell I would have been waking up at five o'clock in the morning and editing two YouTube videos for like six and a half hours, then taking a 30 minute nap and then doing this podcast all before four o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's just, that's just insane. And like, sorry if my math was just off. Like I didn't go to college. Let's calm down. But holy shit, like talk about recharging. I was able to do all this stuff in one day and not feel like absolutely stressed and horrible. I think it's genuinely because I allowed myself so much time to recharge and to get inspired again and to feel good again. And sometimes it's baby steps, you know, it's not just like you recharge one day and then boom, your mood is boosted the next day. Sometimes it is, you know, a little bit more recharging to get that bigger payoff. It definitely over time will boost your mood little by little to the point where like you kind of can get back into something you're passionate about because you have all that energy in your tank filled up. Something that helped me recharge, which is also a mood booster. I took Mariana's tip from last week's episode and I got some um infrared not infrared just red red I don't know I don't know the difference we need to look into that but I got the red night lights that she talked about well she actually has the light bulbs in her lights and I started with the night lights and so basically I just have one on each side of the bed just like in the little extension cord and then I have one in the bathroom and they're really not overpowering at all because they are the night lights and they just automatically go on when they sense it's dark in the room and it gives this like subtle 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 red glow so like you can't tell when your eyes are closed but if you accidentally kind of like falling asleep drifting off maybe you wake up a little bit in the night there's just this like subtle red glow that's so relaxing especially when you're falling asleep and you're kind of like tossing and turning getting getting in the mood to go to bed oof I love it I love it so much my next step is having to get the actual light bulbs because I really really like it so far and then lastly I started wearing my UV glasses again which have really been a mood booster because the opposite of a mood booster is when I get headaches literally I don't know why all of a sudden the past few weeks I started getting headaches I don't know if it's just like getting older like what's going on I've never been a headache person ever but (laughs) hi nice to meet you I'm old so I've been wearing my UV glasses again and it just makes it so much easier to go to bed you guys like I can't stress enough how badly we all need to be wearing these I know that like some people are like "Mm, whatever did I always want glasses as a kid yes do I feel cool in them obviously but they really help me not get headaches and actually go to bed at night because I love watching TV. I love sitting on my iPad. And let's be honest, I'm addicted to my phone and TikTok. So like I put these on last night because I didn't want to get a headache. Well, these, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just like looking at them on my nightstand. I have the Quay ones and then I have some Felix and Gray ones. And I put the Quay ones on last night and I was able to go to bed. It was weird. I don't know, you guys. I just think we should all wear them. It really, it's really, really good. Oh, Mariana also talked about that last week. See, you guys, mood really influences you subconsciously and you just don't know it yet. I have been waiting to read this ad 
for so long because I'm genuinely obsessed and I got these socks so long ago. Okay, here we go. Let's hope I crush it. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. This is not a joke, you guys. This is not a joke. These are so freaking good. They've literally rethought every little detail of the socks we wear to make them way more comfortable. I literally wear them every single day. It's just like, you literally just need to get these. I have been wearing these socks pretty much since I started this podcast. I've had these socks and they are just like so soft. They just like fit your foot like like a glove, like a silky, soft, buttery, soft, silky glove for your foot. I, you guys, I don't know. They are freaking amazing. I'm also, there's this weird little thing about me. I know I, I need to make this quick, but I do have a weird thing where I have to wear socks at all times. I like hate the feeling of my feet to the floor. We can get into that another time, but it's very, very true. I'm literally wearing Baba's right now and I'm looking at a pair on the floor from last night because I literally only take them off right before I go to bed. I'm obsessed with socks. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? But seriously, let's get serious. These socks do more than keep feet cozy. They help give back to the most vulnerable members of our community. Because of every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers has allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 plus giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash Lauren. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Lauren for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash Lauren. Wow, I've never gotten so excited about socks but it's just it's the truth it's facts y'all so for our current mood combo today we are going to talk about the current mood of just friendship in general because I feel like right now everything is really under a microscope like I said so I feel like it's this weird time where you could only hang out with so many people and then you wanted to reach out to people over FaceTime and then you wanted to check in on your friends but maybe then you lost kind of touch a little bit because we've been in quarantine for so long but now you're getting back outside of the house but it's still weird there could be so many factors given the reality of we're living in 2020. It's not a normal year by any means. I feel like we're all really, like we've said a million times on this podcast now, realizing things, growing, looking inward more, really, really looking at ourselves, our relationships, what we want, our futures. Like there's so much we're really looking at closely. And there is something to say about looking at our friendships because this time is really, really heightened in whether there's just disagreements or just normal friendship drama, or maybe it's like, oh, people are hanging out again and I feel left out or I haven't talked to anyone. I maybe have isolated myself. There is a million things. For me personally, this year has been really obviously interesting because I got sober. So I've had a really interesting kind of just self-reflection and having to figure out what friendships mean to me as a sober person. And then also what friendships mean to me while everything's under a microscope. I don't really know how many people I should be hanging out with. I don't know if I feel safe hanging out with people, but then am I using that as a crutch? And then I'm just isolating myself. I have all this, you know, recovery work to do. Maybe I haven't been such a good friend. And so it's been a lot for me personally, just I think how fast the year has gone and then realizing Kind of every section of this year, it was like isolating myself to get sober, finally telling people, going back into hiding, but then my family coming in town, 
focusing on rebuilding relationships with my family and finding a silver lining in quarantine than them leaving and kind of re-isolating myself because I was having anxiety and it was a weird time. So then as I kind of went back out into, let's say, the world, and I really realized that I needed to focus a little bit more on my friendships. And as you guys could tell over the past few weeks, it's always been a mood booster or a best mood really kind of pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and connecting with people, seeing girlfriends, getting on FaceTimes. And so it's so funny that sometimes I can sit here and admit that those are mood boosters and those are best moods, yet sometimes it's so easy to isolate ourselves. I don't want to make this episode about boundaries because I do want it to be about friendships, but obviously boundaries come into that. Something I do always like to say is that we have different friends for different things. I've said this kind of early on in the podcast. I think that you need to realize that not everyone needs to be everything to you. So that goes for your partner, your parents, your friends. You don't need to be best friends with every single friend in your life. You're allowed to have just normal friends or acquaintances. You can have acquaintances that you see at the gym or you see at school or you see just at those places that you love having conversations with, but you're not necessarily going to get together outside the classroom. Everyone has those like quote unquote school friends or you at least know kind of what I'm referring to. Then you can have like your fun friends like you love getting together for a drink you love catching up you love maybe let's say sending each other a meme like you're just fun friends but you don't hang out all the time and you don't share your deepest darkest secrets you probably wouldn't call this person when your car breaks down on the side of the road and then you have your best friends like those people that you really are vulnerable with those people that you have those meaningful like soulful connections with maybe it's because you've just been friends for so long maybe it's because you've connected in such a raw and real way either way none of these friendships outweigh the other one none of these are better or worse than the other one just because you use the term best friends doesn't mean the other people aren't valuable in your life I think that's something really important to acknowledge but also just because there are these different tiers of friends doesn't mean that you want to focus on quantity over quality I'm explaining the different types of friendships just so you're aware that not everyone needs to be everything for you not to make you feel like you need quantity over quality. If you just have a group of best friends, but you don't have many fun friends that you just kind of go and catch up with or get drinks with, that doesn't mean you need those friends. It's all about quality over quantity. But it is some food for thought just to kind of make peace with the fact that not everyone needs to be your best friend because relationships in general take a lot of work, whether they're romantic relationships or friendship relationships and not everyone needs to be your best friend. I love the fact that I have different friends for different things. I think it makes my life more fun. I think it makes for cool conversations. It makes me able to support other women that are doing awesome things even if I can't see them all the time. And I think as we grow up, we kind of start to maybe freak out like, oh, it's not as easy to make friends as it was in high school when everyone was just in that same situation, in that same boat, and we had no other choice but to make friends with who was there, who were our options. I think now is also an interesting time too to like really, I think now is a really interesting time too because it's really put everything under a microscope so you can really see what your friends are giving to your life versus taking from your life. So maybe you don't have a toxic friend, but you realize you're giving more than you get. Maybe it's just a fun friend. Maybe you don't need to put so much pressure on the relationship than you think you do. I think for me during this time, as I was getting sober, it made me really realize, okay, who are my fun friends, right? Like who are the people that I was always just like, let's get together and drink wine because now I don't drink wine, right? And obviously this is a really personal anecdote. So 
you know, take it with what you will, or maybe it relates to you, maybe it doesn't. But for me, like I said, when thinking about my friendships, I had to really think, okay, how do I, how do I know who's my fun friend? And how do I know who my meaningful friends are? Because I was drinking the whole time. So now I have this whole new shtick to figure out. And even if I do determine that they are maybe just a fun friend, because that's just how we've decided we're labeling these tiers, I guess. Okay, so what is fun sober and it's really cool too because I'm able to realize that maybe some of the people that I thought were fun friends are even more meaningful to me now that I am sober so it actually so something that started out as super stressful to me because I kind of started freaking out of like do I have any friends are all my best friends my meaningful friends really back home in Chicago do I have any real friends in LA it, it was more of that catastrophizing and panic thinking especially when you're growing up you're growing as a person, you're literally just growing older. And you're like, Oh my god, how does one even make friends? How does one even make friends during quarantine? And so for me, it was really nice to push myself to kind of get together with my friends, search for those more meaningful, deeper friendships. If I ended up just watching a movie, having dinner, having fun, and it wasn't like this like soul opening vulnerable conversation, that's okay. As long as you're not getting a toxic negative feeling from this person, they can just be a friend. They don't need to be your best friend. You want to always make sure you're not giving more than you're getting in a friendship because it takes two to tango and relationships are work. You should feel respected by your friends. You should feel loved by them. You should feel like there's equal opportunity for you both to share your feelings, to lean on each other, to support each other. I think a big thing in friendships too as we get older is if you're catching up, this was always a trigger for me, is if someone talks more about themselves than they ask about you to the point where you're like, you can't get a word in. You're like, okay, now I'm really just, is this a therapy session? Like, sometimes obviously our friends need us and they need a shoulder to lean on they need someone to vent to but if you feel every time leaving this person the same way like you're just kind of depleted like you've given it all you haven't really received anything and you just are in this cycle and in this pattern that's when it kind of becomes a red flag and maybe you need to set boundaries or if it's something that is meaningful but maybe you just feel like this person doesn't realize what they're doing it is something where you can broach a conversation so it's really just kind of looking always at the pros and cons of the relationship and to make it a little less stale and logical I always like to say the positive and the negatives just like the posy vibes and the negative vibes how posy is it you know what I mean it's like do we enrich each other's life do we make each other smile do we laugh like do we have fun together can I lean on this person I always use the example like if my car is broken down on the road can I call this person because sometimes relationships are inconvenient sometimes you need to call someone at a really just like not good time and you need their help it's scary to be vulnerable like that it's scary to say hey I need you hey I need help so that's kind of what's meaningful to me in a friendship is when I really need to ask for help when I really need to kind of take down my walls and admit that I need help that whether it's physically in a situation which you know is obviously not is more kind of abstract than hey I need you I need a friend right now can you just come over I'm not feeling great that takes so much for me And I don't want to just do that with like 
tons of different people and just see who's available like first of all that's emotionally exhausting for you and like that's just not you don't need that that's like I said like quality over quantity but it is it's like who can I say that to and know that they're going to be there for me they're going to make me feel better even at the end of the day I think maybe this is just personal I'm maybe too self-aware it's like it's not even all just about me at the time because you don't want the roles to be reversed and a friend being like well I've just had a really bad two years and I've just needed you that many times like no matter what I think maybe this is something personal to me as well but I think sometimes being there for other people is something that actually boosts my mood like when my mood is really really bad if I'm able to be of service and help someone else it actually helps me feel better it's a really really vulnerable moment for me to say hey I need you because most of the time it's just you need to be with another person that can lift you up you can go back and forth it doesn't need to be about you all the time right so it's kind of a micro example of like hey, I need you. Can you drop everything this weekend and just spend a couple hours with me? That's like, okay, like I really need a friend. But most of the time it's like, I'm always there for you. Like we're honest with each other. We're real raw. We're open. We kind of understand each other. We see eye to eye. If you're going through something that I relate to, maybe I'm going through it. Let's go through it together. I had this really amazing conversation with a friend a couple weeks ago where she was expressing to me how she felt so lost and so confused. And I was just like, oh my God, I like exactly what you're saying. I was feeling this like three days ago. And instead of them being like, well, I feel like this, I feel like this. It was more so like, let's connect on how we both feel and what we can do to lift each other up. Here's what works for me. Here's my fears. I feel that way too. But have you ever thought about it like this? And it's really kind of connecting instead of just like this passive back and forth. And it's really, really meaningful to be vulnerable like that with someone. And sometimes those just happen sporadically, those conversations. Sometimes those conversations can happen with a stranger. It just, every relationship is different. But we're talking about, you know, the friends already in your life, right? Like we're not talking about meeting people. We're talking about the friendships that you have. Sometimes you have a best friend and you don't talk to them for a while because life gets in the way. Life is crazy. As we grow older and we grow up, it's easy to get caught up in other stuff. But you always have to remember to make time for your friends. Female friendship is so, so vital and important, especially in your adult life when so many other things can seem like they're a priority. I think it's so important to always check in on your friends. Just have those small but meaningful conversations, even if it is, like I just said, small, you know? That quality time, whether it's just a quick texting conversation or a three-hour FaceTime is meaningful and is going to boost your mood and lift you up. So when you're setting boundaries with friends and kind of figuring out what is meaningful to you, what you want to prioritize in your life, you have to remember not to isolate yourself because no matter what friendships are important, just because you maybe don't have the ideal friendships, all of the quality you want doesn't mean you have to isolate yourself. I think it's really easy when we're scared or confused or working on ourselves to isolate And there's a big difference between isolation and boundaries. I love having boundaries. I think it's like I said, it's the only way that I can recharge. Like I have to recharge my emotional energy. I have to save it for other aspects of my life. I can't spill out all my emotional energy on social stuff because there's other people that need it, right? Like I need to be a dog mom. I need to be a partner to my boyfriend. I need to be a sister. I need to be a daughter. I need to be a business owner. I need to be all of these things. So I have a lot of energy to give my friends but that doesn't mean just in order to be a good friend that you don't have to have boundaries and any supportive and real friend will understand your boundaries if they don't 
that is a sign of a toxic friend. I think the biggest sign for me of a toxic friend is you really leave unsettled. You really leave kind of overanalyzing everything because maybe you don't feel totally lifted up. You've maybe saw some red flags, but you're not sure how to feel about it. And I think as long as you keep note of this and you don't catastrophize and overanalyze, you can really determine if it's a cycle or a pattern and you can always set up boundaries. And like I literally just said, if someone doesn't respect your boundaries, I think that is a huge, huge trait of a toxic friend because that is just really, really selfish if someone doesn't understand your boundaries. I see a lot of stuff in Facebook groups of people just like having no respect for other people's boundaries. I don't understand. I think it's maybe some people don't know how to be alone with themselves or look inward and so maybe they don't understand why someone would need boundaries and they don't have respect for it but just no matter what know that no matter how incredible of a friend you are you're allowed to have boundaries and if you feel like maybe you're emotionally kind of run dry maybe you've spread yourself too thin just be aware and be super super conscious of not isolating yourself even if you really do need maybe a big break, maybe you've been doing so many stuff, maybe your quarantine's been lifted and you've been seeing every single person under the sun you haven't been able to see in the past six months, just make sure that if you're not able to do those little boundaries throughout your week to really kind of take that moment to recharge for yourself. You can send texts, you can respond to DMs, but you can always put your phone down and you can always take a week to yourself, a weekend to yourself. You don't need to feel that FOMO. You don't need to feel bad that maybe everyone's hanging out with friends and you're not I think that was also a really big thing for me realizing how much time I spent alone and really determining like how much of it was isolation self-inflicted and how much of it was like okay maybe I'm just a little more introverted than I thought maybe I am comfortable spending time alone so I think it takes a lot of self-reflection to determine like okay am I really avoiding hanging out with people for some social anxiety reason or avoiding toxic friendships or am I really just a little more introverted and I'm really comfortable and happy spending time with myself and I don't have FOMO you obviously need friendships you can't just be like no I'm introverted I love spending time by myself I don't need to hang out with anyone ever like that's not human like we've learned that obviously through quarantine like we need human connection we just do it boosts our moods and as long as we can have those boundaries and really figure out what makes us happy what really lifts us up for me personally some things with my friends that have really really helped me and I've mentioned a lot throughout quarantine and just all this stuff going on is like first of all the honesty just being really really honest being able to have those more meaningful conversations whether it's leaning on them for support and being honest about something going on in your life or being able to have the honest conversations about a friendship like I've had to have some really hard conversations with some friends over quarantine I think the reason I know that they're not toxic friends and they're friends worth staying at that meaningful level is because we're able to express our feelings in an open and honest way have compassion for each other understand both sides understand that whatever anxiety where I'm feeling the other person's probably feeling as well use it as an opportunity to grow and deepen the friendship instead of turning it into a fight I think that takes a lot of emotional maturity to be able to have these meaningful conversations with your friends that don't resolve in like self-seeking and selfish just explaining and gossiping and judgment it really is compassion and vulnerability that can actually deepen and grow a friendship and after the hard conversation like you feel like you equally both kind of got it out there having honest conversations can obviously be super super scary but I think life is too short to either isolate yourself put up with toxic friendships 
or maybe not deepen existing friendships that you already have. I sent a text to a friend because I just got in such a catastrophizing and an anxiety-ridden mindset. I convinced myself that I was the worst person on the planet, that I was a horrible friend, that I had zero friends. Like that's that's called anxiety, people. Welcome to my life. <laughs> Getting in my head sometimes when I don't take care of myself. I texted one of my very, very good friends. And it's like one of those people that you don't need to talk to all the time but nothing changes. It's almost like family. And I texted her and I was like, I just want you to know I miss you so much. I feel like I've been such a bad friend. I should be checking in on you more. I think about you all the time. Like just one of those overcompensating texts, even though it was kind of riddled a little bit out of anxiety. And even though it was a little overcompensating and out of nowhere, we were able to have such a nice conversation and just be like, hey, it's fine. When someone knows you too, it's different. She's like, you're insane. Like you're fine. Like, how are you? Like what's going on? And we were able to just like jump on the phone and just chat, 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 chat. Like we always do. And it was amazing. I think sometimes it just takes a little bit more effort as an adult to maintain our friendships because like I said you don't have that built-in school social system unless you have you know a nine-to-five job where you have amazing co-workers that you love and get along with you don't have that structure set in your life of the places you go every single day your friends are built in and maybe they are but maybe you don't have that meaningful deeper relationship level and maybe you have just been kind of like analyzing your friendships a little bit more maybe you haven't maybe you're totally fine but I feel like if you're fine you're probably not someone that listens to this podcast because we all go through this shit together that's why the little cover art says you're feeling it she's saying it speaking of how you're feeling quick break to talk to you guys about better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals maybe about friendship maybe just looking at everything under the microscope just everything that's going on right now stuff that we talk about all the time on this podcast better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line you guys it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted there daily. Someone said, Britain is one of the first counselors I've ever spoke to but I truly feel it's okay to be open and honest with him. So many people have written reviews about their experience on BetterHelp. My therapist offers great advice and great support. She listens to issues and provides great feedback. Visit betterhelp.com mood. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I have a special offer for my mood listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com mood. Back to the podcast. So I'm not going to lie. This has definitely been a really interesting time for me to look at all my friendships, to truly overanalyze them, which I don't suggest doing. I feel like I finally got to a place where I realized it's okay to have different friends for different things. It's okay 
to have boundaries. It's okay to want to have me time. It's okay to not want to be with my friends 24-7, but check in them on ways that make me feel good. Whether that's via text message, via FaceTime, like it really has been about pushing myself outside of my comfort zone as a newly sober person and getting together with friends socially and making those meaningful connections and getting out of the house during a weird time. But knowing that it's okay to not just do things for other people, to do things for me too, whether that's be vulnerable, whether that's if I'm in a group setting and want to leave when I'm ready to leave, even though no one else is leaving, it still feels weird and it's definitely a big adjustment, but I feel like the time I'm spending with people is now more meaningful or just more fun and I don't spread myself too thin and I'm able to kind of emotionally recharge and be the best version of myself so that I can be that better friend for other people. I think you have to be open to taking constructive criticism. I think you have to be open to having these real, raw, and honest conversations. You have to be open to looking at your part too. Like, how can I be a better friend? Maybe admitting that you haven't been the best friend. I had to do that. But it's all about compassion. Like, anyone that's a real friend is not going to judge you. They're not going to disrespect your boundaries or your feelings. You're going to feel supported on some level. I truly, truly want to stress that it's not about quantity. It's about quality. This is not MySpace. You don't need a top eight. It's just about people that make you happy, that light up your life, that you love going to for certain things and spending time with. It's 2020. There's a million different ways to make friends, to have friends, to communicate with friends. So be gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't get FOMO based on what other people do. Don't compare yourself to other friendships. Don't think, oh, I wish I had a friend like that. Really focus on what you have. Look inward. Kind of see if you can build and restore some relationships, maybe grow, make them even better. And overall, just remember to lift up the other woman in your life. Let your girlfriends know how much you appreciate them. It really will be a mood booster. I know that friendships can be tough. It can cause a lot of stress and a lot of drama if stuff isn't good. If you're just in a place where everything is good, send that extra little text, send that extra little reminder. Maybe plan something to do. Just kind of remember to support your girlfriends, check in on your girlfriends and spend time with them because it is so, so, so important to have girlfriends in your life. Now let's jump into the send moods advice section where you guys send me an email with your situation, what your mood is and what you need advice about. Someone said, hey Lauren, your podcast has really made me be open and honest with myself and about what I've been experiencing, which I think is anxiety question mark. I'm 26 years old and lately I've just had these emotional breakdowns where I feel genuinely stupid. For example, last week, my friends invited me to the beach and my parents did also. And then I just had a panic attack where I just wanted to go alone. And it sounds so silly when I write it out, but I cried over this problem. Your podcast has helped me realize it's better to discuss things than keep them inside. My life is pretty good and I have a great boyfriend, great friends and great family, but I can't help having these brain attacks. I think I need to figure out coping skills or is therapy a good idea? It's not something I've ever considered because I've always been the strong person who people come to because I have my shit together. I honestly don't know if there was even a question there, but just listening to has helped my realize maybe I have anxiety I'm in my own head so a few things one you need to stop self-shaming yourself and judging yourself you literally called yourself stupid technically called yourself weak because you said you've been considered the strong person that means that you don't have issues first of all I think we all need to realize that it doesn't make us weak it doesn't make us crazy it doesn't make us have like chronic anxiety if we have these panic attacks or brain attacks like sometimes shit is just situational that doesn't mean all of a sudden you've developed some mental illness 
or maybe you're just finally able to talk about it, but you don't need to label it. I think the main thing is, is if a label makes you uncomfortable or you don't feel like you totally fit into it, don't focus on that. Focus on what you're feeling and how, like you said, you need to cope. So first of all, not to be hard on you, I just want you to hear the tough love of don't call yourself stupid. Don't call yourself weak. You can still be the strong friend and have a panic attack. A hundred percent. You're looking at one right here. I'm able to be a pretty decent friend, a pretty good sister, a pretty good, all the th- relationships in my life. But your girl has cried on the bathroom floor. Okay. But I'm strong as shit. Mostly because of my childhood trauma. It's fine. We're fine. But seriously, no matter if you have anxiety or you have crippling stress whatever label fits what you're going through in this situation you need to focus on the fact that it's affecting your life in and not in a positive way so when you know two different sets of people invited you to the beach and all of a sudden you just wanted to go alone and ended up crying about it and that doesn't feel like you and it doesn't feel like you're in control of it it's good to note that and it's good to really kind of be open and honest about it and consider getting help getting help doesn't make you weak or not have your shit together I think truly the main thing that people don't realize about therapy is the people that go to therapy have their shit together a bajillion times more than people that don't because the real work in therapy starts once everything's kind of settled down and you start really digging into stuff and you learn so much about yourself you learn so much about how to communicate to other people you learn so much about how to be the best version of yourself which in turn allows you to be even better to the other people in your life I think it takes a extremely strong person to go to therapy because it means you actively want to better yourself and better your life and a lot of weak people are too afraid so you're not stupid for having these feelings you might just be going through a tough time and no matter what you decide therapy is an incredible incredible option because especially if you're freaking out about you know something like the beach and you don't know where it's stemming from but you are having a panic attack it might be really good to get to the root of the issue and you might learn a lot and it's not scary I swear it'll just make you feel better that you understand why it's happening and you'll actually feel less crazy that was the biggest thing for me in therapy was explaining everything going on in my head, explaining how horrendous my anxiety was. I used to not get any sleep. I used to cry every single day and just, I couldn't breathe. Having someone really explain to me what was going on in a logical way just made me feel so much better that I wasn't crazy. I wasn't this horrible version of myself that I thought that it was actually just stress and anxiety and all these other things that I've been able to learn tools to deal with and I live such an incredibly different life now and I really think no matter how big or small this issue is for you personally I think it does not hurt to reach out for help maybe you just need a few sessions maybe you just need someone to talk to for the point in your life you're going through don't shame yourself don't judge yourself I'm sure you're doing an incredible job we're all allowed to cry even if it's over the beach someone said hey Lauren I want to know how to handle toxic friends that you have known forever and have close family ties with I'm still in high school and find this a reoccurring problem for me See, this is like totally the opposite of what we talked about, right? Because you're totally are still stuck in that situation. And that's where I think boundaries come in, come in hand. And I think it requires some honesty with like your mom or your dad or I don't know, whoever you're close to, whoever the family ties come with. I think that we all kind of maybe get to a point where we grow out of those family relationships if they're not like legit, meaningful, where it's like, oh, okay, like mom, I get you want to hang out with your friend who has a daughter my age, but like we're not actually that good of friends. So, so maybe you put them in that fun friend category, right? Or at least you pretend to for the sake of the family ties but you know you're not giving any emotional energy so you have this different boundary in your head for the time being to get yourself through it so that you're you build up a tough exterior you don't let this person fuck with you you don't let this person be be toxic to you yeah you'll be friendly to them in person because it's your mom's friend or whatever it is but you 
don't need that shit in your life. You can have an honest conversation if you feel like it's worth it, if it's meaningful. But if you genuinely just feel like you're only friends with this person because of the situation with your family ties, I think you decide how you want to handle it, whether that's communication or just setting up your own boundaries, building that wall up. And I'm not saying this in like in a negative way of like shut someone out, ghost someone. I'm just saying like sometimes you need to protect your emotional energy, protect your heart. You don't need to be affected by other people unless you let them affect you to really build that kind of emotional shield from this person. Decide where you need to have the boundaries, what you can deal with as acquaintances, as fun friends, if you want to work on the meaningful friends tier and just move forward from there because if there's one thing I learned, high school is not forever. Oh man, is there so much life left to live after you graduate? You feel like you've gone through a whole ringer and then all of a sudden this whole adult thing gets thrown at you. So don't waste too much energy over it. Last one is, hi Lauren, I know you're a huge mental health advocate so I figured I'd reach out to you for guidance. When did you realize you wanted to go to therapy and when did you think people should start seeking help? About six months ago, I was put on anti-anxiety medication and was really torn with the idea of going to therapy. I've been feeling depressed and super irritable as of recent and I've been noticing my healthy relationship with food and that it might be necessary to seek help for that as well. I'm not against it, but I guess I'm just not used to taking time for myself. Can you speak on what it's like for starting out? I feel like something that's holding me back is that I'll have to tell my whole life story as soon as I meet my therapist. Okay, so I think first of all, we need to do two things on this ep- on this podcast if you've made it through long enough through this episode. One, we need to do a therapy 101 where I just do a solo episode about my entire therapy experience and like kind of do a Q&A with you guys and then I really want to bring a therapist on the podcast because I would really really love to get people like that on the podcast I think it would be so so fascinating but secondly to each their own everyone's journey is their own and you can never push and force someone's evolution however I think especially if you're already on meds I'm not a professional but I mean personally from my experience I went to therapy before starting meds I think that since you are on meds it would be nice to probably also get a referral from your psychiatrist of a therapist to talk to as well because medicine really really affects us and for me it saved my life for me it was incredibly crucial in my journey to living a healthy and normal life so I am not against medicine at all I just think it's such a beautiful combination when you do psychiatrist and therapist because I think they really complete each other I even signed the form, the HIPAA form, where my therapist and my psychiatrist can communicate together. And I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful combination of this perfect little team of these three people, you, your psychiatrist, and your therapist, that only care about those three people have the best interest at heart for you. Those people are on your team. You're also paying them. So they have to be. (laughs) But yeah, I think that it's a lot scarier thinking about starting therapy than it actually is about starting therapy. You do not have to tell your whole life story the moment you walk in there. Trust me, there's not enough time in the world as much as you might feel like there's going to be. I didn't even start diving into some deeper stuff until probably a year and a half into therapy. It really sometimes will be me just ranting and raving about my week and dealing with like the normal anxieties. And then all of a sudden there'll be 10 minutes left. And she's like, you just brought up the daddy issues now and we have 10 minutes left. And I can tell she like wishes we we got to the juicier stuff, but it's like, you never know what you're going to talk about in therapy. And it's so nice to take that time for yourself. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of anxiety around it at first, but I promise you after time, once the growing starts, the healing starts, the understanding starts, 
you really, really will see such a difference. So let me know on Instagram, you guys, what kind of therapy episodes you want. I actually almost did one this week, but I figured we'd talk a little bit about friendship because like I said, whenever something's heavy on my heart or just top of mind, tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips, I really love just sharing with you some thought starters, provoking some thought with you guys on these solo episodes. So I hope you guys enjoyed my just initial thoughts about friendship, kind of where I'm at with friendship, what it means to me and where I'm at in my life. Let me know what you guys think about friendships right now in your life. If you're struggling, maybe things you do with your girlfriends that are really meaningful, that boost your mood. I could definitely use some tips if you can't tell. So please, please connect with me on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth and then at Lauren Elizabeth. And if you guys want to connect with each other, join the Facebook group. I'll link it on the Instagram page this week, just in case you guys haven't heard of it and you can join I'll let everyone in um, on Wednesday evening because it's private. You have to like answer the questions. And if you don't follow the group rules, you will get kicked out. I'm sorry. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really love that you guys love the solo episodes as much as I do. I think it is such an amazing balance of having both of the guest episodes and the solo episodes. It really makes my soul happy. So thank you so much. Truly, if I could say you guys in this podcast as a mood booster every single week, I would. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please make sure to subscribe and rate me five stars in the Apple store. It really helps my podcast support the brands, which also supports me and the podcast. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Have a good week. Bye.